0: For me, I always think it's it's simple when you have someone writing a scene or a movie, and and already you know about the emotions, about the atmosphere in a scene, about the the actors, what they want to do or can't do. You know, it's whatever their motivation is. So the inspiration is there. I don't have to think of of the basic inspiration or the theme for a music.
1: Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of my interview with Chris Wiersig. Speaking of sound design, have you noticed any differences between... Now, you're in L.A. now, right? So you're in North America. And you did spend lots of time in Europe, I'm assuming. So you've seen the differences in music types between the different places? Uh,
0: To a certain extent. Uh, Especially, say, in electronic music, it developed a little differently. And Mm -hmm. there were also, when when it, it started in the late 60s, early 70s, the musicians there—they—they they had different instruments. There were synthesizer developers in in America, like Bob Moog, started out, and mm-hmm. then there were developers in Europe, even in in the East. Like Russia had its own synthesizers, often copies of Western synthesizers, but with their own distinct sound. And if you if you compare. Um, even in Europe, if you compare German electronic bands like Kraftwerk or Tangerine Dream, mm-hmm. uh, and and French artists like Jean-Michel Jarre, the sound is already very different. And they, um, I'm actually just writing uh, for another library an album that sounds very much like Jean-Michel Jarre because he's a great hero of mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, and he he used different synthesizers. Like there was one. In the in the early 80s, called the PPG wave. Mm-hmm. Tangerine Dream used that a lot. I've never seen that in any studio photo or live setup photo of Jean-Michel Jarre, and it's a different sound that that you hear, and that's how the bands sound differently. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I think it's all. I mean, the chords are the same. Uh, it's and 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 it depends. If if you write more darker or more uplifting music with it, um, but the uh, the theory behind it is is the same for all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you see this going in the future? Because I I have to imagine that movie making is changing right as we speak.
0: <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> um,
1: yeah. So so what goes into making a music track for a movie nowadays that may have changed for you in the past? Like, what are you doing now that's different from the way that you used to do
0: it? For me personally, it hasn't changed that much because I'm usually here in, alone in my studio and and working on the computer and with, with the different instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, for bigger productions, when they use an orchestra or so, it, it definitely has changed. I've seen that um, for the new Dune movie Mm -hmm. Hans Zimmer recorded this big I don't know 50 60 person choir but they obviously couldn't be in one room together so they did it in little bits with five people or so at one time with screens in between them so they're safe um, and recorded that bit by bit the whole choir so that's uh, these are things that are changing Uh, same with with I mean string players have it a little easier they mm-hmm. can wear masks and and be apart but still it's in a in a big room and that's the there's the the danger that still something spreads in there mm-hmm. um, horn players trumpet players yeah. all that, uh, don't have it that easy singer is not surely not they can sing with a mask into a microphone no yeah that's really so, tough so um that definitely has changed to what extent it it will remain changed when someday the the pandemic is kind mm-hmm. of over or or whatever outcome will come mm-hmm. um i i I'm not sure for smaller budget indie movies, I guess it it will stay that way. I just recorded a a benefit single of uh, a cover version, orchestral rock cover version of Depeche Mode's uh, People Are People. Okay, yeah. And uh, there are 36 musicians and singers involved. Everyone recorded at home. I just sent, the, sent them the first um, kind of mock-up play uh, playback mm-hmm. and they recorded to that and no one knew what the other was singing. I mean, the words and melody, obviously, but how and, and how they're phrasing it. Same with the musicians, but it somehow fell together had a few minor edits here and there. Mm -hmm. So it it can work. And with experienced session players and singers, it, it shouldn't be too big a problem to record like that.
1: Yeah, so everyone's just doing it at home and just sending it in to one person who's mixing it all together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I hadn't heard about the the 5 by 5 choir there. (laughs) That (laughs) was, (laughs) wow, that's quite something. I mean, and it's a big production too, so you imagine it takes a long time.
0: I I don't know how big the orchestra was, but probably at least 50, 60 players, I guess.
1: That's incredible. But I guess nothing is impossible, right?
0: (laughs) No, uh, and it's it's with with new technology and technology that came up in the last 10 years uh-huh. for for online co- collaboration uh you you only have i have a plugin in the computer now for for cubase uh-huh. and the same plugin as goes for logic and, and pro tools as well and it's it, it just connects you to another system somewhere else you just have to be online and have a more or less stable connection yeah and then the you can record remote what that one is playing into his computer and you get it out in in uh, in high quality
1: are you finding that there's a bit of a lag when you do that or does it depend on how far away you are or because I know There's Zoom
0: doesn't.
1: Yeah, I know Zoom yeah. doesn't work very well for that. It can, <laughs> but That's after right, yeah. the fact.
0: <laughs> no, there there is a little lag, but it's it's usually not too much. So for the recording, it it doesn't matter that much, and mm-hmm. you might have to just put it up front a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then it's because the the timing in the song is is still good, so uh, it's just a little behind.
1: Yeah. So you just need to, like, move the track. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Just a tiny bit. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a pretty big change from what has been possible in the future. I mean, I did an album with um, my friend Chris Conway in the UK, and we did that in 2015, and... We were sending him, like, wave files back and forth. Uh, And basically, he would just send me a backing track. I'd sing to it, send him back what he needed. And (laughs) I think 2015 was really about the time that that kind of technology became accessible to everyone as opposed to just the elite players. You know what I mean? Like, I think it had happened, but
0: it was harder for everyday
1: people to get involved in that
0: totally yeah I remember when like 10-15 years ago already mm-hmm. mm, companies like Steinberg and and back then Imagic with with Logic mm-hmm. they were experimenting with, with the whole online collaboration thing I never really used it at that time and it, it was still had still it's like little quirks and errors in there but definitely nowadays it's it's so it, it, the development has, has been so rapidly and and that's a good thing for for the situation we're in now
1: oh totally yeah and it's it's sped up i mean i would imagine that people are needing to do what they need to do quicker than ever before and you know we need we need this connection (laughs) there's no other way to do it right now
0: (laughs) exactly yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it's amazing what what would make I'm curious because you know knowing what you do what would make your job easier as far as technology is concerned like what what are you waiting to have happen for for what you do
0: what could improve I I I can't really say <laughs> <laughs> um, from the top of my head I'm actually pretty happy with with what we have right now okay um, I guess remote recording definitely has still a little way to go. Yeah, that that it's without lagging. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that technologically is is even possible. Um, well, maybe not with Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> no, we,
1: <laughs> no, we don't know. Not. Maybe I don't know. Who <laughs> knows?
0: Maybe Zoom it will come up with something. It'll get better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Apart from that. I mean with with all the the plugins we have nowadays there is all the or most instruments in the world are at my fingertips mm-hmm. just on my keyboard here with the computer which is amazing and uh, coming I mean uh, starting from from the 90s uh, we didn't have that yeah there was if if it was a, a an asian flute or whatever or some some arabic instrument it usually sounded a bit Electronic still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or strings, uh, p- good p- pianos was, was pretty early. Mm-hmm. So, definitely the sound quality and uh, the multitude of, of sounds and instruments you can have. Yeah. Even just in your computer is, is amazing.
1: Yeah. So, the sampling has definitely gotten better over the years. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. Do you have particular instruments that you like using in your productions?
0: Um. For, yeah, cello is is definitely an instrument I, a I use one. in most scores <laughs> well, or songs. Well, it has that deep,
1: dark sound, it, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it, and and you can use it, it. It can be very sad. It can be very mm-hmm. menacing, intense. Um, just like with with uh, productions for like singer songwriters who have their acoustic guitar and their voice. Mm-hmm. I love to add a cello to it especially if it's more on the melancholy side, the song, Um, and just have long strokes on the cello Mm -hmm. to add to the melody or even add a counter melody that then lifts the song into a little something different. Yeah, I like that a lot. So it's
1: basically the (laughs) bass. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't wanna give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up though, you also get access to a resources section called the studio where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while, totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. So what are you working on right now? What is, uh, what's on the agenda? <laughs>
0: um, right now, yeah. it's, uh, well, the, the Jean-Michel Shah album for a library, mm-hmm. which is uh, a labor of love. Sure. <laughs> as, as one of my musical heroes. Yeah. And, and delving into creating the these old synth sounds sometimes can take a little while Mm -hmm. (laughs) to get it right but that's definitely a fun project um i'm also working on and don't laugh a comedy series oh my goodness also that's new different. for me yeah it's totally different lots of major um, chords an, in there <laughs> kind of they actually they, the good thing is they want a little weirder darker okay. sound to it okay <laughs> so that's why i also said yeah i'll, I'll try it <laughs> that
1: fits into your wheelhouse sure
0: <laughs> yeah and uh from the same producer another um also more comedy, but it's I I noticed that it is fun to write because that one, they jump from a a Star Trek-themed thing into there's also a a weird hip-hop, white hip-hop dude who wants to be the very tough hip-hop guy, but he isn't, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So changing from a a Star Trek-themed epic song into from one... uh, at a cut into the the hip hop thingy, mm-hmm. that that actually is fun to do, and and I yeah. start to uh, to feel that that comedy might be a cool thing <laughs> to <laughs> write for, <laughs> maybe even if it's it, it, especially if if the music doesn't have to be typical comedy music. Yes, that's probably I I don't have experience real experience in that, but. If it's it's I mean it's a, it's like a, a science fiction score and then you go into a hip hop track <laughs> and you just make it blend together so it fits.
1: Yeah. It sounds challenging but but very rewarding.
0: It, yeah, it's challenging but it, I these are the challenges I like uh, mm-hmm. I always loved um, combining instruments that might not fit together especially if it's electronic and acoustic instruments mm-hmm. and and making that into something something new and, and something maybe with, with some sounds that you haven't heard yet.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm curious if you have any advice for people who want to get into writing music for directories or for film. Is there a particular place that they can find more information? Is there... Um, like a process that you go through I guess making a demo of some of the things you've done you know I don't know who you reach out to um, I'm just curious if you have advice for people who are starting to get into this
0: uh, yes I do uh, well a, a good resource is the Production Music Association PMA mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. their website is pma pmamusic.com
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I mean there are the the organization for music libraries publishers and for composers in in the production music field mm-hmm. um, going into that uh, there's going into movies directly can be a bit hard and I've saw that myself yeah there, there are a lot of composers out there and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people that want to write for films should be little indie films it's definitely easier to get into indie films Mm -hmm. and that's not always necessarily paying Mm. but it can be a good credit and like some of the the short movies i did went on uh, went to film festivals and uh, got awards like 10 12 awards per movie and and Mm -hmm. that's that that helps you build your own reputation as a composer definitely yeah um and as we all have to pay bills as well, uh, production music is definitely a, an area where music is always needed. It's mm-hmm. mostly for TV shows, a lot of reality shows that we might not even watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> But uh, it's still our placements for you and are and at, at least a few dollars coming in. It can take a while, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's a word of caution. Um, if um, music is placed in a TV show, it can take a year or, or longer until you see some money coming in, even if it's already broadcast a year ago. Because the, the whole process from the studio, the, the uh, network, then to the uh, PROs, ASCAP or BMI, and mm-hmm. to you, it's that that takes a while. Yeah. Especially then from, from overseas, from other countries. Domestic can be a bit quicker. And... Yeah, demos, as you mentioned, um, demos definitely should be mastered productions mm-hmm. because you're you're competing with composers and everyone has the, the mastered finished product that they send to libraries. So uh, if you have something very special and feel you want someone to hear the demo already just mm-hmm. to get some opinion, it might be okay. But then again, especially in the library business, probably you won't get a lot of answers because people just don't have the time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So don't be discouraged from that. But best is always to have a, a finished production.
1: So that the people who are thinking of putting this into their production don't have to use too much imagination? Is that, is that really
0: what? <laughs> that as well, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I've once... Through a producer friend, a producer friend asked me if if I can write for a a certain library. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wanted me to not just send a few music examples in. He wanted me to cut them to uh, existing trailers of of some action movies. Mm -hmm. So and... I mean, there's no sound effects then in the trailer and, and no, uh, no dialogue, obviously, because my music's over it. Mm-hmm. But um, I did that and he said they, they want, he wants to send them this way with a video so they can see that it works with picture. <laughs>
1: I see. Yeah. So
0: it's, it's definitely sometimes sometimes better. Um, the nice thing when you start out with little indie movies or short movies, uh, you, can, you can also make a, a little video reel from scenes from the movie, movies you scored mm-hmm. to to have a little composer reel that people can see how it works to scenes
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah it sounds like uh, just getting noticed is as much big business as being
0: involved <laughs> it it somehow is yeah yeah <laughs> it, it definitely is wow. and it's they always say that um uh, that that the connections are are important and, and networking. I mean, at the moment, networking is at a, at a low, obviously. Yeah. Um, but when when we come back to that, it's find the people that that you somehow click with and that you definitely want to work with, mm-hmm. and and then it can take sometimes years uh, and, until someone, a, a director you already know for years, then all of a sudden asks you, won't you write music for this new movie I do now it's, mm-hmm. it's, it takes a while everyone knows people and they, they need to see that that you're reliable and and that you keep at it and that they uh, somehow can can easily work with you
1: yeah that kind of sounds a lot like the entire movie business
0: <laughs> it does
1: <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> even for voiceover <laughs>
0: I I bet it's the same with voiceover, yeah. Very
1: similar, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to be very respectful of your time, and I so appreciate your talking with me today. How will people find out more information about you and your directory? Do you have URLs you could share? Uh,
0: I do have uh, websites, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, My my personal composer website and producer website is uh, chrisversig.com. Mm-hmm and the music library is on counter-communications.com.
1: Okay. Wonderful. Can also
0: be reached without dash in the in the URL. okay, you both.
1: <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I wish thank you, you every much. success with your composing cuz it sounds like thank you're you. well on your way.
0: <laughs> we can hope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank Thanks. you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks.
1: Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available on all the usual outlets. Until next time.